0: Alrighty, righty, howdy everyone. Welcome back to the Match Podcast. We have with us Mrs. Yana Johnson. Hi, hey, Yana.
1: Hi.
0: We also have Christian Sticker. How are you doing, Christian? Okay, how are you? Okay. And we have Mrs. Andrea Kunf. Hi, everyone. <laughs> I
1: was trying to nice do, accents, a
0: German, <laughs> do a German thing. Nice accents, Benji. Do German thing. Yeah. <laughs> uh it's good to have you guys so today we're gonna be covering the uh a really common question we get which is how do you actually find people now i don't think we've actually covered this topic in depth yet like how do you actually go about finding a matching candidate and i'm excited excited to get into it and have these fine people with us to who have lots and lots of years of experience and talking with many many people uh getting into the nitty-gritty of how we actually go about this matching process candidate searching process thing uh but Really important caveat before we go into this, I have personally been very, very hesitant to have this episode, even though I know many people want it. And the reason is because many people want it. No, does that make sense? So... <laughs> Because we focused so much uh, in the last year on this podcast and really figuring out what is what is it really important when it comes to finding someone? And is there a lot of things that are not important that are actually distractions to actually figuring out what is really important when we find someone? But if we just jumped straight to how do we find someone without figuring out why we're trying to get blessed, why we didn't want to go through this matching process, then we're us- usually left uh, with a rather shallow experience in a matching process. It's kind of like if you just tell somebody how to exercise and how to do the workouts and how to do the cardio and how to eat well, and they don't have a reason to do it, then they're going to start. And then they're just going to be unmotivated because they're going to go, wow, this is a lot harder than I thought. I don't enjoy this at all. Right? So we have to have the the reasoning, the motivation to match the level of inevitable, maybe challenges and difficulties that might come in the matching process. Right? However, the matching process is designed by our great team for the last 10, 20 years, actually to be uh, to, to be in such a way that is not, you know, just throwing yourself out there and just winging it, but it's actually more strategic and deliberate, and more of a family process that mitigates the risks of, you know, having your heart broken, and all of that. So, with that big caveat, if you are in a place where you feel like you are. Uh, you understand what the blessing is for you. You want this blessing thing. You have a vision for your life. You have all the stuff that, or you've been working on all the things that we've been talking about throughout this podcast. Then this episode is just for you. Does that sound good? Mm-hmm. Yep. Thank <laughs> you. <Sounds good. laughs> <laughs> don't come to us and be like, "I tried." You know, I, I just want to find someone quickly. And you know, anyways. Okay, so uh, let's let's kick it off. We're going to be listing off, you know, all the all the different ways that uh, families. families and candidates can find people, and uh, kind of best practices to how how to go about using that. And let's just go crazy on this topic, okay? Really provide a really good resource for everyone, all right? So who wants to start us off? Andrea, I think she should start us
1: off. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, sure, thank you for inviting me today. Um, I'm really passionate about helping people find a match. What I do, wherever I go, wherever I am, I'm always looking for people and trying to find out if they're interested in matching. So the first thing I wanna say straight off though, it isn't easy to find a partner. It isn't easy whether you're a unificationist, or a Christian, whoever you are, whether you're using websites or whether you're going out into the world trying to find a partner, this is gonna take time and patience. So (laughs) that said, I really think one of the key things is having a team with you. Um, You need your parents, you need a good relationship with them, But I also really want to encourage you to find a matching supporter. They they have a lot more resources than you do as a person. Um, I think everybody who's listening to this podcast probably already knows about Blessing for You. And maybe you've heard of OMS, the online matching system, and maybe you already have a profile there. So when you get up on that website and you're looking for candidates, When a matching supporter goes there they can see something very different and matching supporters also communicate amongst each other Um, for example i'm also part of the european matching supporter team we have a lot of candidates that feel a little bit shy that don't want a public profile so there's a lot of private profiles that we have access to so the first step that i want to encourage everybody to do who's taking matching seriously is to find a matching supporter in your community and connect to them they're really going to help you take it up to the next level um, yeah that's my first step okay. for everybody it's i don't good. know how you, what do you think christian
2: i agree um, find a matching support and uh, we have websites that um, people can access um, and really especially for candidates uh, candidates or applicants they need to not feel guilty, not feel obligated to work with a certain matching supporter. You know they need to work with someone that they feel very comfortable with. You know someone that they can be free, share freely. You know because it is again, this is their own blessing. It is not the matching supporter's blessing. The matching supporter is already blessed. You know this is the applicant's blessing, the candidate's blessing. It is their lives, so they need to take ownership. Of whom they can work with. If, if they don't feel comfortable working with a matching supporter, they can, even if this matching supporter is recommended by their parents, you no, know, they can just nicely tell the parents that I will, I will prefer somebody else. And also for parents, uh, they should be able to be uh, in uh work in collaboration with their with their children. You no, know, because some children may prefer same gender matching supporter. Uh, some may not care. You know, so you just want your child or the candidate themselves, they should be again comfortable working with somebody. Yeah.
3: So I'm I'm gonna be like Benji, <laughs> the, the challenger here, or to help help maybe ask the questions that other people might be asking is like, what if it is hard to connect with the matching supporters? in my community or to find one, or I'm not sure if I relate or, and I think um, I'll add to that, like, okay, let's put that question out there because that's the first tip. And I think one of the things that um, comes to my mind a lot and I'm always talking about the longer term future of this family matching process, like we're all part of creating this culture together. And even, for you as candidates now, as singles preparing, to be thinking about the blessing. A lot of times we focus just on our, um, how can I get matched and blessed, which is really key. That's our focus right now we're talking about. But thinking also long-term, like, how can I, in the future, inspire my children to want to get matched and blessed? And I think this is really powerful because it gives a context to your experience right now, but also how you can be an incredible support for your children. And I'm always saying this about empowering the parents, because I think that as something I've noticed in BFM a lot is um, there was this show, uh, it's on Netflix, I still haven't watched it, but Indian Matchmaker, the show that came out, everyone's like, oh my gosh, that's like you guys on BFM, it's the matching supporters in the show. And I think it's beautiful, because it's a you know, community um, aspect and these matching supporters who are helping their families, families that are looking for spouses for their children. And, um, and yet at the same time, I think that there's something very powerful about all that's created this family matching culture to empower parents and children to work as a team and work together. And matching supporters are really key because they have a lot of the knowledge that You know, parents don't need to focus on getting all of that knowledge and and singles, you don't need to focus on getting all that knowledge, connect with somebody who has that and can answer the questions. But absolutely, you can bring in people on your matching team, your parents, Mm -hmm. your siblings and friends who are out there helping you look for a match. I think we're going to go into those tips, but I think a lot of people sometimes think of matching supporter only as like, oh, it's somebody to look for a match or what if I don't fully connect with them like Christian you were just saying it's important that it's somebody you connect with or you don't feel obligated, but also to see this wider scale of matching supporters as helping you with information there's a lot of knowledge and tips, as well as looking out for you, but also don't don't put it all, all on like throw it all in their court, does that make sense like okay i've got a match supporter. they're going to do all the work right you've got to do the most work um. I'll, I'll pass it back to Andrew and sorry. but I think this is this is going to go more into the nitty gritty because it's not just done for you service right it's really and that's not what we're trying to create it's really a family matching culture here um and you're a part of that your culture your experience is part of that so want to yeah. add that in there
1: you want to hit on a really important point so your matching supporter is your cheerleader, but you are still out on the court. You've got to play the game, but your, your matching supporter is going to be there to, to keep you motivated, to, to support you, to help you train, if you like, to learn how to have good communication with other people. It starts with your parents, but then it spreads beyond that relationship with your parents, um, I I think also um, Christian talked about um, feeling comfortable with a matching supporter. That is really key, that you really feel a relationship with that matching supporter that that you feel they get who you are and what you are looking for. And and sometimes that is different between parents and children. Um, I've often worked in partnerships with other matching supporters where maybe I'm helping the parents, And then I have a younger um, B.C. matching supporter who's working with the candidate and that can work really well just to kind of, you know, help bridge those generation concepts and find a good way to understand each other on a deeper level. Um, I think also, like Yana said, we are trying to build a culture for the future and, um, you know, um, parents gave the responsibility to parents to match their children. So, you know, we really feel that God works the most through your parents. But parents need support and you need support too. And I think one of the best things that parents can do is to try to find a couple of other families that they're close to in their community and work together in a trinity. Many, many, many times I, I found candidates by working in a trinity together with others to pray together, to to really have a close vertical connection, but then also just to talk to pastors and to let your pastor know that you are getting serious about matching now, that they pray for you too, um, and just really support you. I mean, I know people feel shy, and I'm not saying don't go around with a big sign on your chest saying I'm available for matching, but for the key people in your life that are your vertical connection and support, let them know, and, and they will be there for you, praying for you, guiding you. So... Yeah, don't feel that you have to go it alone. There's really a team who are here to back you up and care for you. You know, and I think that's the way God really wants it to be. He wants you to feel that you are really loved and cared for. He wants you to feel excited and also confident. You've done the preparation work that Benji talked about. You you know, you've become a candidate. You've gone through match-net education. And so it's, it's, it's really, you know, like offering it up to God saying I've done everything I can do now I'm working on my relationships with my family and with my pastor and now I just really want to offer it to you to see where this journey takes me next
3: yeah that's so true you know as you were saying that it made me think of an episode with Yoshe when I was interviewing Yoshe, and she was just encouraging that like sometimes we feel a bit shy about putting ourselves out there but if you let people know, and it's not like everyone, just like I said, but key people in your life to be looking out for you, maybe other aunties and uncles in the community, whoever you feel, and especially pastor, like that vertical connection, in addition to your parents, your team, there's so many who want to help you, and that's part of this family culture feeling, and it's, um, yeah, the more eyes and ears out there, it's helpful. I think that a lot of people feel like, my parents don't know anyone, or the parents feel it too, like, I don't know anyone. And that's exactly one of the reasons why we have matching supporters, but also this willingness to be put out there, right? And um, it takes bravery, it takes courage. This is a lot of what, you know, the journey and preparing is. You wanna add anything there, Christian?
2: Um, I like uh, what Andrea said about uh, sometimes she works with parents while um, they're younger matching support is working with uh, you know, the candidate, you know, that as long as there is harmony, unity, you know, that's really a good strategy to do because there are things that parents consider or focus on that candidates themselves really don't. Yeah. You know, sometimes that creates a friction uh, because uh, parents and children, we don't have same Lenses, you know, because we are we don't look at life the same way, you know. So, uh, sometimes also as a matching supporter, um, there are matching supporters who end up being like stuck in between the parents and the the candidate. The parents want this, the candidates don't necessarily want what the parents want or what the parents are suggesting. Mm -hmm. So, it's like the candidates will the parents will use the the, the, the matching supporter to try to that persuade the candidate, and the candidate will use the matching support to try to persuade the parents one way the other way you know uh so yeah but it is teamwork uh it is teamwork it is teamwork it is, teamwork. It is about trust uh uh so yeah without trust actually nothing will work
3: so yeah. true and that trusting is just a foundation that's going to help throughout life right later into your blessing and it's really the matching experience is so much preparing you for blessed life okay i've got a really practical question here and maybe we can do this in a in a list form or all of us just saying what comes to mind but what what ways are available to find a match like let's list all of the ways we've mentioned some key key ones tips um but just if we were to list it out someone's ready they've become a candidate they're ready to focus on finding a match what what are the ways that they can um
1: do okay. that we already said blessing for you that's definitely the biggest site that people are familiar with then there's the online matching system OMS um the advantage of that is you can chat anonymously with candidates so you have some communication without giving away your identity so you can see first if if you have a common base with that person before you're putting yourself out there for people who feel a little bit more hesitant, that's a good platform to just have communications without letting people know who you are. And then there's the UC Singles. That's for everybody aged 18 to 40 who's single and in our movement interested in the blessing. Um, so that that's a- UC
3: Singles is a Facebook group. I'm just gonna add yeah. to the Facebook group. The other two are profile websites that you upload profiles and they have international access, right? There's people from all over the world on both Blessing Mm -hmm. for You and OMS.
1: Yeah, and um, for everybody who's over 24 years old, we have the 24 plus. Um, The last couple of years during COVID, it's been online, but we're going back to live workshops again, which I think people are really excited about. And yeah, we just really hope to inspire people and bring them together together There's also, for people who want to get up a little bit earlier on a Saturday morning, there's something called Interact in Europe, which is a webinar that takes place, I believe, once every two months. Um, And they have had people from maybe about 20 different countries join those. So um, if you're looking for an international match, it's hosted by Europe, but it's open to everybody. Uh, It's also for over 24s. Um, Yeah, like I said, the other way is um, having a matching supporter and then through your matching supporter, connecting to parents matching convocations. Um, There's international ones. Most continents hold them a couple of times a year. So if you're open to an international match, connecting with a matching supporter and having yourself presented in different continents is a great way. Um, We had a global PMC last year. and from that, I think 75% of the candidates we presented had conversations at least right after that. Wow. And I do know at least one couple who got matched through that, American. I don't know about the other countries, but one American found their match there.
2: Um,
1: yeah. Christian, am I missing something?
2: <laughs> uh, I think I mentioned everything except if I can add one thing, I will say uh, networking, uh, like, Parents, uh, you know, other parents, you know, Uh, you go to church, uh, you may feel free to talk to to other parents, you know. Um, So, also for singles, uh, go to church if you can, you know, go to other activities, like if there is a, a BCSF happening, go. If there is a retreat somewhere, if you can attend, go. Because that will allow you to expose yourself, or even if, if you don't want to expose yourself, it will allow you to to see other singles. You know, uh, if you go to church, for instance, you never know. There may be a parent out there who's looking. You know, they're gonna see a handsome dude, ooh, a good looking dude, that, whoa. You know, you never know. Somebody. <laughs> maybe looking not not for themselves not for their own child but for 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 somebody else's child you know you never know so that's all that i can recommend just network Uh,
1: yeah that's why this trinity of parents together is so important you might feel a little bit more shy asking for your own kids but often you feel more confident to help and look for somebody else and then they help you but i agree parent parents You know, even go to a different church, you know, sometimes it might mean you drive a couple of hundred kilometers, just go and experience a new community and see who's there. You know, if that young person is coming to church, then you already know something about them, that they're taking their life of faith seriously. So church service is definitely a good place to start. Or like Christian said, any kind of different events that are happening. Yeah. And there's,
3: and for those that if you're more, um, like there's not communities around you. There are still online events happening. Like UC Singles website interact, uh, Facebook group, sorry. Joining that, you'll get things that are promoted there that are happening online or events. Um, I There's one ministry that started in New Jersey, Young Unificationist Ministry, but they have like YUM-E, like online sometimes. Um, sometimes there's game nights. Just be, put yourself out there, try to ask around for things that are happening online. Via Facebook groups, or often um, if you follow Family Fed USA on Instagram or YAM yeah, on Instagram, they'll post about different events. So that's a way that you can look for things that are happening. I think it's worth it to travel, just as was mentioned, right? If you're not in a community close by or just to get a fresh perspective, a different community, te- seek out those opportunities. If you're going to travel for work, take some extra time and like go visit, you know. Put put in time and intention into networking, putting yourself out there. And it's not just that you're going to this event specifically to look for a match or this person there, but it's there's a lot of people who can be looking out for you. And I think I've said this a couple of times on the podcast, but like my fa- one of my favorite quotes from uh, an entrepreneur is, "Clarity comes from engagement and not thought." So you've got to get out there, not just sitting about it, trying to figure it out on your own, but thinking right but really get out there and just talk to people talk to other blessed couples talk about their you know experience um let people know it doesn't mean you have to say everybody right but just those little ways that's how God's working and can help nudge you and get an idea for a new inspiration there there's more I think I think it's like tapping into this abundance mindset instead of scarcity because I think we feel And I hear this a lot about like the websites, you know, the profile websites. Oh, it's the same people there all the time or in my community. Oh, it's the same. I already know everybody who's there and that, but how to tap into this more abundant mindset. There are a lot of people out there more than you'd be aware. We really saw this with the virtual 24 plus that people were coming from so many places because it was virtual. Um, And so I think to really tap into that, you've got to kind of go outside of, the usual places that you know of and explore and just keep those eyes out and have others looking for you especially now virtually there's so many more like virtual opportunities too that i think it makes it yes there's challenges matching conversations on zoom and it's harder to meet sometimes with covid it's been hard but it's also opened up more opportunities to um i think there's more programs that are happening online that creates another space to meet people and just find people who are also just supporting other people your age, right? Who are going through sister groups and brother groups. Those are great ways of, um, supporting each other and looking out for
1: each other. Yeah. I think online, you know, this has been the blessing of COVID that we started to do a lot of things online. So it opened up a big pool and, um, I've joined the 24 plus online quite a few times as a a group lead and um, it is intense. You know, you you speak one-on-one to a lot of people over a whole weekend, but you know, a lot of people on reflection after having been there, they they felt, you know, they gained a lot of confidence about how to talk to the opposite sex. They also, you know, hearing the questions over a weekend, they grew themselves. They started to reflect and and think much more deeply what do I really need or what are my red flags or what was maybe not so important after all that I thought was a red flag for me. So, so you know, going with the mindset to, to grow and to be open, I think really helps. And um, I know also people who've been to 24 plus and haven't found somebody for themselves, but they found a great person for their friends. So I really think that's another aspect, especially the older you get, um, you know, maybe you aren't so reliant on your parents anymore, you know, if if you're in your end 20s, early 30s, then I really recommend these young ladies or gentlemen to work together with each other to form friendships with people in the same age as you and support each other and, and, you know, like be there to look out for each other. Um, I do know two or three people who are blessed now who their friends found partners for them, you know, by attending these online events and yeah for those who are open to international matches or you know really looking for that you can even find a matching supporter from another country to help you um you can um definitely connect with me if you're not finding someone if you have a specific continent basically we are connected globally now and we we can find people in whichever country you're thinking of
3: yeah that's so true i think that really goes in like how we're all part of this culture together and Personally, that's something that really inspires me, like this global community that we have and connects us. And I think it's incredible, like from True Parents, it's pretty yeah. much we can connect to so many people around the world. Um, we've kind of touched on a lot of best practices for getting the most out of these ways to um, that are available to find a match. Just wondering if there's any other best practices that you wanna add or in general, like how can, I think we've touched on this, but how can we, someone who's going through this, trying to find a match, maybe has been looking for a while, how can get the most like enjoyment out of this process? Not getting too stressed out. As I was kind of mentioning, thinking about the abundance, the opportunities, not getting worried about what's you know, fear of scarcity. And that question, you know, will it work for me is often a big, question, right? You hear other people's stories. I've heard this a lot, even trying to send testimonies and someone's like, well, I don't, I don't want to hear it because I don't think it's going to work for me, right? That situation. So what are, yeah, what's maybe an overarching practice or way to mindset, I think, <laughs> for helping people to enjoy this process of, of looking, you know, because like you said, from the beginning, it's not easy. <laughs> it's, um, but this is, yeah, for looking for eternal spouse, right, it is, it is, it takes a lot of investment and time, but how to find the joy and appreciation out of that.
1: Um, it, it is, it's It's one of the most important things that we're going to do in our life, and um, Anne-Marie Milo always talks about, it's like getting a PhD, that's the kind of investment you have to put into it, if, you know, if you take it seriously, you're finding your partner for all eternity, so you know, I mean, one of the key things that I would say to people is being committed to a certain amount of time every week that you are going to invest in your matching process. And maybe in the beginning, that was education and becoming a candidate. And now it's a certain amount of time networking, like Christian said, or attending events. So being really committed to that, but also going there, um, And knowing that your matching process might be very different to your best friend, there is not one way that works for everybody. So I think it is really important to be open minded and to say, "Okay, I will try all the different methods I know. I I will at least explore all the Facebook groups and connect to people there if I can and just be open for God to work in the way he's going to work in your life. It is good to hear other people's testimonies, and it might give you some new ideas of things to try, but try not to compare. <laughs> I think yeah. that's really important. And um yeah, I, I had one candidate, you know, and um we were looking for five years and and she was really invested in in this, But she was also a person every person she met, every conversation she had when when things didn't work out, she still stayed friends with these people and she started looking for them too. Mm. So, so I think, you know, she had this mindset, we're all in this together. And so even if somebody wasn't right for her, then she'd start looking for that person too. Who could she find for him? And and I think that was really such a beautiful mindset. And I know over these five years, she, she, um, she's European. She came to America three times. She met different people. She went to different communities and, um, you know, she was really kind of on a mission to give a lot of love too. So don't make it completely about yourself. If you can make it about every young person who's looking for a spouse, like really this feeling of we're all God's children. We all have the same goals. Let's do this together really care for one another. And And I know she has a beautiful network of friendships all across the world now. So yeah, just, you know, try to enjoy it as a place of, gaining friendships are really being true brothers and sisters to each other and, and don't kind of get desperate and feel pressure on yourself you know there is not an ideal time to, to get matched and blessed you know some people are very young some people are very old the one thing I can definitely say to the older people is most of those who get blessed after they're 30, they have a lot less problems in the beginning of their marriage because they've already matured and they've finished their studies, they are settled in their career. So don't see it as a huge disadvantage if you're 28 and it hasn't happened yet. It's going to be a lot smoother after it does.
3: That's so important to hear. I think so many I've talked with say they wish we hear that more, the advantages of the different stages you're, you are in life and you know, how that's going to impact your, your blessing and your blessed life in the future. but a beautiful testimony. Like, I love that sister, we're all in this together and looking like, I think that's such a great mindset and what the matching culture is all about. Christian, you want to add anything?
2: Yeah, thank you, Andrea, for sharing that. Uh, I would just say, um, you know, people are different. Also, different personalities the way person a approaches something may not be the way person b will approach it you know um, also the results that person a had that don't that doesn't mean that they they can be duplicated the same way for person b or c you know so basically what i'm trying to say is that you know, candidates or applicants will go through different experiences whatever experiences that they go through they should not give up you know Uh, The only time that they fail is actually when they give up. You know, as long as they don't give up, they still hope that they can get somewhere, get somebody. Uh, Will it be easy or no? Absolutely not. You know, uh, but uh, there is somebody out there. You know, uh, they just have to keep on going, uh, keep on putting themselves out there, put their profile out there, uh, just keep praying and keep having. Hope. And uh, you know, and if they find a potential spouse and that it doesn't work, uh, that's not the end of the world. Uh it might hurt, yes. Uh, they may get disappointed, yes. No, but it is not the end of the world. And possibly that person may not even have been really uh the best match for, for you. You may just be someone. Who stopped by to make you realize that you still need some, you still have something to work on. You know, you never know. You know, uh, there have been candidates who they see a match, they feel like, I found my one. Uh, then you know, work out. And down the road they find someone who really is a better match for them. You know, so don't give up. That's all I can say. Don't give up.
3: Thank you, Christian. That's an important point to bring up, because I think that comes up a lot that you're, when you're starting looking for a match and maybe you feel like, oh, wow, this is this is a person I want to, you know, just like you said, this is my future husband or wife, and then it doesn't work out. And starting again, starting conversation again, it's, it can be very hard. It's, um, but yeah, not giving up, seeing the what you're learning through it. Uh, this kind of growth mindset instead of a fixed mindset you can google that <laughs> but yeah you always see it as it's an opportunity to learn you're learning a lot about yourself and then yeah we're, we're in this together opportunity to help connect others you know the more you're all going through this journey and you're meeting a lot of people it just helps create more momentum for everybody
1: um yeah. I think there's something important that now talking about this um you know if you um, do do begin a matching conversation is to not give your heart away too quickly try try to you know especially if you're an emotional person try try to be very intentional about how you're going to have that first 21 day conversation and to really prepare your questions very well and to have really made a lot of thought about your red flags and things that are important for you because I know especially um, if it's your first conversation, people can feel like Christian and Yana are saying you're so excited and you know you've met someone, something's happening. But um, it's really important to not let that cloud your vision and your your purpose or you know don't compromise the red flags you've made because you have that you know, emotional feeling and connection to someone, it is really important to hold back on that. And um, that's why we say to have a seven-month matching process. I think it is really important to understand that, um, you know, people get infatuated, we can be blinded by our emotions. And so that's why it is important to be really intentional, to really follow questions, these guidelines, and to just start to really get to know a person to experience them in different situations to visit each other if you live far away um, so don't ever start to rush a process or be carried away by a feeling so yeah I just wanted to say that I think it's important to yeah just to yeah be a little bit more intentional and yeah hold back on your emotion yeah really
3: important So key. And those questions you mentioned, the the 41 questions we encourage um, to talk about in matching conversation, it's great to look at those now, if you haven't already before, think about what your own answers are. And that helps with reflecting too a bit on what are some important qualities and things you're looking for and values in your future, um, both blessing and family, marriage and family. I think those were the key points. I just always wonder if there's any golden nuggets benji had to go so i took over for him but any last words or thoughts you want to leave everyone with in this topic
2: yeah we, we i don't know if andrea i want to go first but
1: go ahead christian uh, you go ahead
2: <laughs> we covered a lot and thank you andrea for you know, pointing out many things and diana for you know, supporting your points and for uh First gen who are single, who are looking for a spouse, of course, this the, the process is that you need a matching supporter. You need to have a matching supporter, you know, and the matching supporter really plays the role of a parent. You now we all need support. Uh, so second gen, they have their parents. Uh, we also encourage second gen to also have a matching supporter because sometimes even parents themselves they also need support. Uh, As also parents, you really don't need to know everything about the matching process. Uh, If you know, awesome. If you don't know, that's okay. You know, just work with your matching supporter. So, of course, the process is slightly different between first gen and second gen, uh, but the end result is the same. You know, you want to receive, uh, you want to find a spouse, you know, so, in the process, uh be patient, uh, know what you want. No, uh, that is I, I don't know if anybody can knock it down, but you need to know what you want. For you to know what you want, you need you need to have a sense of who you are and a sense of where you are where you are going. We know that you, you want to go to the blessing, yes, that is a known factor, but you as an individual, uh the blessing is like an area where you're going, but where are you really going you know, into that blessing? What do you want to do? Again, there are general answers. I want a spouse, I want children, pa-pa-pa-pa-pa-pa-pa-pa. What do you as an individual want? You know, I don't know if you know if I'm making sense to discern those. There is an overall picture and there is a picture that is me, you know. I want to get to this point in this overall thing. So, what do I want? What do I want will also determine what I'm looking for, you know? Uh, and let's not focus on mostly external things. Let's focus on internal qualities, but in because internal qualities, they don't fade, they don't feign. External qualities, they fade and fain as we grow older. Those qualities, they, they are not the same anymore. The skin is not as fresh as it used to be. You know, so internal qualities most likely improve. And what I can say for candidates, first as well as second gen, find someone that you feel comfortable with, someone that you've this is what I used to ask my candidates when I used to be a matching supporter. Do you do you see yourself with this person down the road? Do you see this person sticking by you, no matter what? You know those are key things that you need to know because we are looking for an eternal spouse. We're not looking for a one-night stand. You know we are looking for a so eternal spouse, someone who will be there for you and with you. High lows or whatever, whatever. You know. So, uh, two things. Don't uh, know who you are where you're going and also make sure that the person that you settle with is someone that you are sure that will be there for you that's all
3: awesome such good points to bring up so key
1: anything you want to add andrew Um, I think the most important thing to remember is we are looking for the person that we're going to spend all of eternity with and everybody who's here listening to this we all believe in eternal life and we believe that our marriage and blessing is for all eternity it's our partner through everything like Christian said everything in our physical life until we're older then everything's gonna happen to us in the spirit world So I think it is really important to keep that perspective and know that we're all on a journey of growth and of restoration, this world is not perfect, we are by no means perfect, you know, and so for some people, the blessing will happen when they're 25 for others it might be when they're 35, but God has a plan for us and we just need to do our part. And it is about having that growth mindset that Yana talked about to just every day, try to improve and develop something and to be confident that heavenly parent has somebody for me and that I will meet that person when the time is right. And that in the picture of eternity, you know, a few years earlier or later really isn't important. So please keep that big vision and picture and and please know that things happen, not necessarily because of you, because you did something wrong, but it might be things your ancestors did. And, you know, we just need to do what we need to do to restore ourselves and our lineage. And as long as we have the right heart and attitude, then things will move forward in the way Heavenly Parent's intending it to. So please be confident in True Parents and in Heavenly Parent that they're caring for you.
3: Yes, I love that. I, as you're both talking, I just thought the same thing, like this um, commitment to growth, like when you're looking for a match and because sometimes, and I remember having these conversations, even couples that were matched at the blessing, right? And feeling this like, wow, eternity. And it's really real. And it's this person. I remember that moment (laughs) with my husband from this concept to Alexander Johansson my husband for eternity and I think one of the big things especially when you're young uh we we were really young I think when I got blessed um it's just what you're committing to because it feels scary like such a huge commitment to and trusting yourself you're committing to growth and to growing together and all the things that you just said (laughs) Andrea and Christian you know it's it's two two people together committing to um growing and creating this marriage like marriage is what you put and create together as two people and the family later in the future and um just think that that's so key and all of the things we've been sharing about of being able to recognize your own growth in this process and journey that's going to help you as you grow as a couple and as a family and um and it's it's amazing i think a lot of clarity comes from that kind of commitment i'll just say that i think a lot of the challenges and society doesn't help there's a big commitment phobia and that makes it hard that makes it hard to know what do you want right it makes it hard we've got all these questions about the person but think about the 80 20 maybe 80 percent is really those internal qualities and 20 you don't know but really starting to commit and think about these longer term things like eternity it helps you make those choices so um i think we can could say I also felt that like a lot of the things we've talked about are there are some great pointers from previous podcasts so maybe someone listening now and if it brought up something or you have more questions or feel stuck may take a chance to go through some of the previous podcast titles and see if there's something there that could help too and we we did mention a lot of resources so we'll try to put some of those in the chat or you can connect on MatchNet. That's where you can access a lot of these resources and get through step by step uh, if this was great and inspiring for you too please spread it with someone share it through messenger or send them a link and we we love you we're rooting for you we're your cheerleaders supporting you yes you can do this and most of all god is your biggest fan and has your back in this process so, thank you